You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am now in Trollneck. Trollneck is a particularly dense section of forest at the very southern end of Thackwood. As the name suggests, this part of the ancient wood is associated with trolls as well as other equally undesirable things. So right now I'm in Eastern Tausa. There are two adventures here. One of them is the one I've just unlocked, Feaster's Lair. And the other is Nowhere to One. Now I'm going to do Nowhere to One first. Because when I do Feaster's Lair, I'll be going... After I do that, I'll be going back to... Back to the Dark Guy. So I'll do Nowhere to One first. With your every sense alert for any sign of movement, you creep along the sloping passage, plunging deeper into the cave. Oh, this one could be normal or scaled. I'll just put it on normal. Here we go. You're moving along one of the more well-traveled roads that cuts through the dense southern region of Thetwood, known as Trollneck. The area has earned a rather fearsome reputation over the years. It's a place where travelers, even large caravans, have been set upon by all manner of savage creatures, most notably trolls and goblins. Despite the risk inherent in cutting through this section of the great forest, the time saved by not having to wound the southern end of, edge of the wood is an excellent argument against the unpleasant likelihood of any lurking power. Also, I'm a really tough adventurer, so I can handle all that stuff. Early in the afternoon, when you 
and you've nearly reached the edge of the forest, your uneventful trek suddenly takes a startling turn. The clamour of battle rings out through the trees to the north. You can clearly hear people shouting what sounds like the war and what sounds like the war of some savage creature, possibly an ogre. Settled, but intrigued by the noise, you hurry northwards, hoping to gain a glimpse of whatever it is that is going on. As you pass into an area of tall, rolling hills, you come upon a grim scene. Five men, their armours and weapons spattered with blood, stand over the remains of three ogres. The men look up to you as they step into view and offer you friendly greetings. You only just missed it all, says one of the men. The young man who's trying to remove the blade of his axe from the, from the one of the dead ogre's skulls. There's three more up the hill. There's three more dead up the hill just a bit. One of them got away. Wow. An older man, his breastplate streaked with blood, finishes cleaning his sword and steps forward to meet you. He introduces himself as tools and tells you that he and his... Uh, his men were hired to rid this area of a band of ogres that have been waylaying travellers along the forest roads. Good job of it too, he says, smiling as he nods in the direction of the ogre corpses. Chieftain, if you could call him that, gave us the slip. He fed into a cave at the top of the hill. He only just managed to escape us, mind. Tools tells you that he and his men are content to sit and wait for the ogre to emerge from the cave. It's a dangerous sort of thing, he says, grimacing as he suddenly takes note of the blood covering the front of his leather armour. Rather face the beast out here in the open, than chase him into the dark. We'll wait for him. Suddenly, as if recognising an old friend, Tall's eyes widen, an incredulous expression spreads across his creased face. You're soup, aren't you? Well met! And here I am telling you of our own, in, of our insignificant exploits in front some forgotten corner of the world. Well, maybe you'll be willing to help us out. Tall asks you if you're willing to go into the cave at the top of the hill in pursuit of the ogre. He's wounded, likely a fairly foul mood, he says. I don't know that any of us could hope to stand alone against him, but we're certainly not you, Zoop. What do you say to that? He can keep whatever he's got. Tall's eyes and those of the four men behind him remain fixed on you as you consider his proposal. Intrigued by the prospect of adventure, you tell Tullis he'll be happy to have a look inside the cave. Tullis nods and tells his men to dispose of the ogre's remains as he takes you along a narrow trail that winds its way towards the top of the hill. At the at the edge, ed, end of the track, just below the summit, you arrive at the mouth of the cave, set between two jagged spines of ledge. There, two men stand watch. They tell Tullis there's been no tools, there's been no sign of the ogre. When Tullis tells the men you've agreed to venture into the cave, search of the ogre, the pair seem profoundly impressed, for they caution you to remain on your guard. He was in a bad way when he went in there, says one of the men. But there's no chance he's dead. And it'd be even more dangerous now, he searched. And the All-Father protect you in there. 
Tulls tells you that he and his men will wait here for you to return. He wishes you luck as you turn and step towards the dark opening. Just inside the mouth of the cave, you discover that the broad, uneven corridor makes a gradual but steady descent into the earth. With your every sense alert for any sign of movement, you creep along the sloping passage, plunging deeper into the cave. You're standing at the bottom of the gently sloping passage, less than a dozen yards inside the cave mouth. Now and again, somewhere far off in the surrounding darkness, you believe you can hear what sounds like wagged, heavy breathing. The sound always fades after only a few moments. So, I'm in a dungeon map. I'm in the southwest corner. You move cautiously along the sloping uneven cave passages. Your every sense alert for any sign of movement in the surrounding gloom. Okay, alright, some, there's something to the east. What could it be? I've, I've I definitely encountered, I've done this dungeon before, but I don't remember it. <laughs> the carcass of an armoured scavenger lies in this section of the cave passage. The corned beetle appears to have been crushed by a single stroke of a heavy, blunt weapon. Okay, this is a pretty tough ogre then. There's another thing to the north. The carcass of an armoured scavenger lies in the centre of the cave passage. Might as well lead the armoured scavenger link. These long, grey-shelled oliverous beetles have a lengthy curved horn that betrays from the front their broad, flattened heads. Their shells are extremely hard. Okay, hmm. So, there's two, two ways here. You can go west for a little passage. I'll try there. The trek along the sloping passage comes to an abrupt halt as a group of armoured scavengers scuttle out of the gloom ahead. So the ogre didn't go this way because otherwise it would have swatted them, or been killed by them, one or the other. The horned beetles immediately charge forward and surround you, making it impossible for you to escape. You quickly position yourself to face the ravenous insects one at a time. Okay, how can I do that if I'm surrounded? With your back pressed pressed against a jagged, jagged cave wall. What, what is there some sort of alcove that I'm just leaning into? Like, yeah, I can, like there's a cave, and I'm in the middle, I'm on the edge. But then there's an alcove. Ah, difficult. With your back pressed against the jagged cave wall, you boldly engage the first of the armored scavengers. The armoured scavenger thrusts its sharp horn at you and is slain. 2xp. The armoured scavenger lies smashed at your feet, its lifeless body still oozing a thick grey and yellow ichor through the cracks in its nearly impenetrable shell. You quickly turn to face the next of the foul insects. You step forward and face the next armoured scavenger. Thrusts its sharp horn at you. And is bashed up. To another 2xp. The armoured scavenger lies smashed at your feet. 
Slifer's body still oozing a thick grey and yellow ichor through the cracks in the impenetrable shell. You quickly turn to face the next of the foul insects. It's number three. I'm going to fight them manually just to see if there's any special attack it does. What is if the and there's the, there's another two XP for that. Is number four. Frost its sharp horn, and the last of the armor scavengers charges forward and attacks. Begin combat, and it is slain. Two XP. The armor scavenger lies smashed at your feet. Its lifeless body still oozing a thick grey and yellow I- yellow ichor through the cracks in its nearly impenetrable shell. With no more of the foul creatures in sight, you relax your stance and exhale sharply. 32 XP to General. All around you, the floor is littered with the smashed, oozing remains of the armoured scavengers. So take a few moments to check over your gear, you once again set off through the cave. So these are some... Suddenly, your track along the sloping passage comes to a abrupt halt. As a group of armoured scavengers scuttles out of the gloom ahead, the horned beetles immediately charge forward and surround you, making it impossible for you to escape. You quickly prepare, position yourself to face the ravenous insects one at a time. With your back pressed against the jagged cave wall, you boldly engage the first of the armoured scavengers. There's four of them. Just going to quick combat these ones. Two XP. 2xp, another 2xp, here's number 3, 2xp for there, and 2xp for those. The armoured scavenger lies smashed to your feet, slightness body still oozing, a thick grey and yellow ichor through which the cracks in its nearly impenetrable, cracks in its nearly impenetrable shell. With no more than foul insects in sight, you relax your stance and exhale sharply. 32 experience to genial. All around you, the floor is littered with the smashed, oozing remains of the armoured scavengers. Nearby, buried in a heap of rotting vegetation, you discover a leather sack containing a small quantity of gold. 73 actually. So taking a few moments to check over your gear, you once again set off through the cave. Okay, let's let's go track down that ogre. That's enough bug squashing. Because the oh, that's the ogre's job. The carcass of an armoured scavenger lies in this section of the cave passage. The horned beetle appears to have been crushed by a single stroke of a heavy, blunt weapon. Okay, I'm on the north side of the cave. The, I'm the northeast. The ogre's in the northwest, probably, because that's the end of the cave. And it seems to be a wall that, if you're ever do, doing a cave, the thing you got to fight is at the very back of the cave. Because otherwise, no one's going to explore the west of it. The carcass of an armoured scavenger lies in this section of the cave passage. The horned beetle appears to be crushed by a single stroke of a heavy, blunt weapon. Alright. 
So, nearly at the ogre. One more to the west is the end of the cave. Suddenly, the sudden sound of heavy breathing from somewhere up ahead sets your every nerve on edge. The wagged, wasping wheeze grows louder as you draw up to the end of the passage. There, slumped up against a wall, his fearsome bulk splattered with blood and his white thigh gashed to the bone, is the ogre. He looks up as you step closer, his large eyes ablaze, the flickering glow of your light. The, o- the ogre grumbles and tightens his grip on the heavy hooden club, still clutched with his left hand, for he makes no move to wide, despite his weakened sense. You will have little doubt the massive creature remains a formidable and deadly foe. I will go. I will go, he growls, repeatedly turning his gaze from you to a wide fissure. A few yards to the right. Let me go. I will not come back. You glance at the dark opening in the cave wall. Beyond the jagged crevice, a passage slopes down into darkness and quickly disappears from view. You realise the ogre must know this route will leave him out of the out of the cave and away from the men waiting him outside. I guess it's why hasn't he done it gone down there already though? I don't know, maybe there's something in it. You was so I've got some options now. I can just kill the ogre. I mean, that's what I said I would do. I could allow the ogre to leave. I mean, I'm not killing something, but we don't know what that ogre's going to do in the future. So I'm going to use divination just to see. You sense the ogre. The ogre is telling the truth. He wants nothing more to do with either you or the men waiting outside the cave. So, do I allow the ogre to leave? Or do I attack the ogre? I mean... I mean, if I attack the ogre, I do get XP. But... I am killing something I had an opportunity to not kill. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to allow the ogre to leave. You better not make any trouble. You motion to the fisher, signaling to the ogre he may leave without fear of further harm. The creature seems taken aback by her gesture and immediately staggers to his feet. Upon standing, Yoga picks up his wooden club and retreats through the wide fissure at the end of the passage. Content to let him go, you watch until he has disappeared into the gloom on the other side of the crack. Next to the wall against which the ogre was slumped, you discover a, discover a sack containing a large quantity of gold. That's 171 gold. Without further delay and confidence the ogre will not soon return, you turn and begin to make your way out of the cave. Okay, apparently I've got to 
manually meant by way out of the cave. I guess that makes sense. I mean, some people might have done the ogre first, and this gives them a chance to to fight those armoured scavengers. And also to look upon all these smashed beetles again. Hey, smashed beetles. Alright, there's the entrance. Or the exit. It's really a question of perspective, isn't it? Well, I guess it's the exit now. It used to be the entrance, but now it's the exit. Leave the cave. You make your way up the sloping passage and out of the cave. You emerge from the cave and find that Tall and his men have been eagerly awaiting your turn. The men seem willing to, to see you and listen with great interest. And, and you describe for them as you describe for them what you found in the cave, including your encounter with an ogre. Without providing an abundance of details, you tell them the ogre slipped away through a fissure in the back of the cave. And it is unlikely he will return. All present appear to concur with your conclusion. Tollis thanks you and tells you he'd like nothing better than one day to share an adventure with you. Any man willing to chase an ogre into a cave is someone I like to have by my side in the thick of it, he says, meeting you in a short cross. Well done indeed. The hunters set up camp near the top of the hill. Immediately set about preparing a large pot of stew. You ask, only partly out of jest, if the brew has any ogre in it, eliciting a curse from the man tending the pot, and a pail of laughter from his hungry companions. Not this time, growls the cook, across those back is, is strapped a two-handed sword. That could be arranged, if you like. Go on down, go down the hills a ways and fetch me one of the legs. The man stone the pot grins and then turns to devote the entirety of his attention to the task. After sharing a meal with the group, you take your leave of, of tools and his men. They wish you well, and Tall remind you to take care on the road. With the afternoon starting to wane, you bid a final farewell to the hunters, and head down out of the hills, seeking out the road that will lead you out of Trollneck, and into the tamer regions of the Spawning Kingdom. And that finishes this little adventure, with 128 experience to general. So this is probably an adventure you could do pretty early on. Just got to see what the prayer quests are on the wiki. Yeah, you could do it right after the caves of Westworld. So you could probably be doing this. You could probably roll a new. You could roll a new character and be doing that adventure in less than an hour. But it's took me about a hundred days because I've been. Taking the scenic route here. Now on to the next adventure. Feaster's Lair. What peril awaits you in the lair of Twolnik's most feared resident? So no new adventures unlocked by doing that. Start it. Embark on it. And so begins Feaster's Lair. Deep in the tangled heart of Trollneck, in a region riddled with small bogs, fir thickets, 
and low, craggy escarpments. Discover the location due to detail for you by Trilabor. Do I try Broar? The cave is gaping, moss-covered moor set into the base of the steep hillock that edges the weedy finger of the sprawling swamp. It's supposedly the lair of a fearsome carnage crawler known as Vista. The creature earned its gruesome moniker for its voracious appetite for humans, particularly adventurous. <gasps> That's me! Ah, I, I, I don't think it. I don't think it'll handle me. Skirting the eastern edge of the flank, you make your way up to the mouth of the cave. Your every sense alert for any sign of the remote lair's terrifying denizen. Standing to the left of the cave's mossy moor, you peer into the darkness within, straining your eyes in an attempt to make out anything in the deep gloom. A foul odour wafts out of the cave, assailing your olfactory senses with the unmistakable stench of decay and death, and vividly bringing to mind gruesome imaginings of the giant, ravenous terror likely lurking inside. After taking a last look around, you step boldly into the cave, determined to, determined to find and recover the lost satchel. With your reliable light scattering the gloom, you make your way into the cave and proceed along a broad, downward-sloping passage, taking care not to lose your footing on the damp, uneven surface. After nearly 30 yards, the tunnel levels out, and you arrive at a wide fork in the passage. You spend a few moments listening carefully for any sound that might be indicative of immediate danger. But only grim silence greets your ears. So there's a left fork, or there's a right fork. I can use woodmanship to hopefully get some clues, and I will. Successfully used your woodmanship skill. Your expert eye detects the telltale signs of something large having recently run down the left fork in the tunnel. Then I'll go down the right fork then. You move along the passage's right fork, plunging deeper into the depths of the cave. Your every sense on edge as you brave the dank gloom of Feaster's supposed lair. With every step you take, the stench of decay seems to worsen, causing your eyes to water and elicting a growing sense of nausea. More than once, you stop and look back, certain you've just heard something behind you in the tunnel. But each time, your light reveals only an empty corridor. As you continue, the passage gradually bends to the left. After several minutes, the corridor you are opening, you're following, opens onto a large chamber whittled with heaps of upturned earth. To your left, dominating the centre of the vast space, sends a broad, whippling pool of water, creeping slowly out the mouth of the tunnel. You carefully survey 
the chamber, seeking any sign of the satchel we've come here to retrieve. Suddenly. Your gaze suddenly falls upon a heap of rubble, the far edge of the pool. The foot of the mound sits what appears to be a pile of objects. Intrigued, you cautiously make your way closer to the heap, your eyes diligently scouring the surrounding gloom. Suddenly, alerted by a sudden movement to your right, you spin in that direction and are confronted by a massive carnage crawler surging out of the darkness, its fanged-wimmed war's jaws stretched wide. Ah oh, well, looks like it's Feaster, and he is trying to attack me. Pick a number, bonus of 40. 20 from agility, 10 from body, 10 from luck. Need 75 or more, or I'm going to get bitten. Pick now. 59 is a failure. The carnage crawler's lunging bite tears into your side as you attempt to twist out of its path. I suffer 56 damage. With blood spilling from the gash torn by the hideous creature's deadly fangs, you stagger back and draw yourself into a defensive stance as the massive beast again rumbles. It's Feaster. He's just a wig. He doesn't have his own special law book entry, though. Just the normal carnage crawler one. Begin... Combat with Feaster. The harness crawler snaps its savage jaws at you. Yes. Ooh, the savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh for 20 damage. What, again? Tears into my flesh for 19 damage. Yes. Yes, apparently he likes the first taste he got. Tears into my flesh for 17 damage. Just going to use the Quickstone 20s to to get a bit closer. Tears into your flesh for 24 damage. Stop biting me. It's very rude. Tears into my flesh for 27 damage. And that was along with 8 damage from the regular attack. I've only got... I've only got 28 damage health left. I'm going to have to heal myself right now. With Hand of Healing. Hand of Healing, Hand of Healing, Hand of Healing, Hand of Healing, Hand of Healing. There, now I'm, now I'm back up to 164 health. going to bash it some more and slay. 11 XP, most of it going to restoration. The oozing carcass of the dying carnage crawler shudders violently as the creature rolls onto its back, its countless legs twitching for several moments before becoming still. Feaster is no more. Now this is one of those adventures where there's quite a few different ways to do it. Well, about two, really. You can you can fight, or you can run. A nauseating odour rises up from the leaking remains. After taking a few moments to catch your breath and recover from the brutal engagement, you turn your attention to the heap of items and slowly make your way over to it. You pick up 
emblazoned satchel from, satchel from the foot of the heap and took it safely in amongst your belongings. I've got the satchel. What's his, what's his description? This sizable empty leather satchel is emblazoned with a large, bright yellow letter R. This is the bag you've agreed to recover for tribal R. The other there's resident observer of darts. A quick search through through the pile of items against which the satchel had been resting turns up nothing of any particular use or significance. The satchel now in your possession, you turn and make your way out of the chamber, eager to leave the dank, gloomy confines of the cave. You just track out the cave, it takes longer than you expected, and you find yourself treading with great care as you move along the damp, sloping tunnels. Just when you're beginning to think you somehow lost your way in the dark, the light of day stabs through the darkness as the cave mouth looms into view ahead. Spurred on by the dazzling beacon, you cover the last dozen yards of the tunnel, last several dozen yards of the tunnel, and spill out in the forest, your dreek, ragged breathing, drawing in lungfuls of fresh air. After breathing a well-earned sigh of relief, you promptly set off on your way. On your way, while moving along an ancient highway that skirts Fetwood to the south, you encounter a band of merchants from Twimbledore and Trelock, who banded together for safety as they transport their wares to the lucrative markets of the kingdom's northern cities. For a time, you travel along with the caravan of nine wagons, partaking of the group's hospitality and company. Over many conversations with the merchants, you begin to hear whispers of a strange series of events unfolding in the far southern reaches of the world. Events which all mer- mer- which merchants all feel portend, portend an impending calamity. I wonder if one of those events was was the attempted coup by Coratel with the Ultrawak. That's definitely that's Ashby, which is a long way to the south. Though you press them for more information, they seem to possess little more than bits of hearsay and rumour, causing you to instinctively question question their the veracity of their anonymous claims. As the caravan turns north, deviating from your planned route of travel, you bid farewell to your companions for the last of the last several days, wishing them well on the road ahead. May the old father be ever at your side, says Dunford, a clothier whose collection of finery is destined for talentless and terrific. Mind what you've heard, but don't settle yourself on it. Just rumblings now is all they are. Be safe, friend. You watch as the wagons rattle off along their new path until they're no longer in sight. Then, choosing to put a spring in your steps, you set off on your way, thankful to have known such amicable company, even if only for a spell, as you brave the wilds of the swarming kingdom. Be sure to return to the other land, the old north woods, to present the emblazoned satchel to Trimbador. 
Okay, that finishes the formal part of this adventure. For 256 experience to general and 16 experience to all skills and powers. Okay. I mean, maybe if, I, if I'd saved more recently, I'd consider doing the other way of doing it. But I haven't saved for two hours and I don't want to don't want to lose lose having done no way out so to the other lair there we are in northwest Tysa. there we are we've already had this described before but first i'm going to drink some ale ale jade fang server some ale ale if you please the ale ale a strong complex view Ooh, those ingredients include beetle shell bits, pine cone, and charred wood. Surprisingly pleasant and fortifying drink. After after fi after finishing the flagon and grimacing through an unusual lingering aftertaste, you feel a sense of warmth rising from the pit of your stomach. A wash in the jovial spirit imparted by the strange ale, you make your way across the common room. Finds you now need to take special care with each step. Alright, what does the day stew change? The, the day stew, a thick, enticing braise composed of egg and brittle legs, proves every bit as delicious as its aroma presentation suggests. Of course, in this world, beetle eggs can be huge. So they probably taste more like some sort of prawns or scampi, something like that, rather than, you know, crunchy little niblets. After emptying your bowl, you lean back in your chair, spend the next small while observing the seemingly incessant bustle of the tavern's main room. A length you wise make your way out of the crowded space. Okay, back to the darts. Suddenly. As if as if having sensed you what you were about to announce to him, Shinobor springs off his stool and moves over to meet you. The old man clumsily initiates a shoulder cross and stifles a gasp when you produce and hand to him the emblazoned satchel. After quickly examining both the interior and exterior of the leather bag, Talibor slaps you on the shoulder and inquires about your delve into Feaster's lair. Did you take my advice and sneak in and grab it? He asks, winning. As you consider your response to his inquiry, you vividly recall the carnage crawler's death throes, nauseating stents rising from its oozing carcass. Now... I can tell him I killed Feaster. I can tell him I escaped with the satchel. This this is just a roleplay choice. It doesn't affect anything at all. Now, I might as well tell him the truth that I killed Feaster. Also, it looks more impressive, and that's that's a bonus. You spend several minutes describing for Tullaboy your battle with Feaster. Inside the gloomy confines of the cave lair. 
The old man smiles and nods throughout your telling, leaving no doubt that he's very much impressed by your account. As promised, following the conclusion of your account, account about the retrieval of the satchel, Tylerbor takes you aside, and over the course of the next hour, teaches you a handful of strategies, tricks, and techniques for improving your dark throwing skull. There, he says, as you demonstrate for him the particular grip he's instructed you to employ when holding a dart. You follow through on what I've shown you, and you'll see a marked improvement in no time. Dart throwing bonuses. From now on, whenever you throw darts here and there, the other layer, there's a chance that the bonuses for your throws will be increased. Well, I might as well just see. Now, I've got a kind of spreading word about what I've just just shown you, says Twilabor, me taking his place on the school. Still, I'm not all that popular under this roof as it is. Word. Well, so it gets out that I've, well, think you know what that what I mean. You spend the next several minutes conversing with Trudeboar before politely taking your leave of him. As you step away, the old man turns his full attention to a game of darts. Now, now on the way, and promptly proceeds to offer his sharp critique of the action. Oh, I'm ranked 26 on the darts. That's pretty good. Going to converse with Tarbar some more. Tarbar has it become his custom. Thanks you for retrieving the statue. You have to tell me the whole story again sometime, he says. I've been telling it, as best as I can call it, to everyone who lends a ear. You should be very proud of what you did. Just imagine it. Striding into Feaster's... Feaster's cave and threatening him like you did. Astounding. Trinabor tells you to keep practising with the darts and spends a few moments going over the various tricks he's taught you. At length, you politely excuse yourself and the old man promptly turns his attention to brashly critiquing the grouping of the last set of hurled darts. Okay. Let's go hurl these darts. You reach into a wooden bucket and draw out the first, the ten well-used iron-eared darts. Several people gather nearby to watch as you prepare to have a go at the tide. Alright, number one of ten, same bonus. Whoosh, whack! The iron-eared missile washes through the air and plants itself just outside the centre of the target. 591 points. Ooh, I've got a bone. Recalling Trudabar's imparted wisdom, you grip the angular dart shaft, draw back your arm, and take aim at the target. So, I have more bonuses now. I have a 68 bonus. 34 from agility, 20 from luck, 14 from body, which is an improvement. 115. Whoosh, the iron-eared missile streaks through the air and lodges itself near the centre of the target. 815 points. Alright, so that's the regular bonus. Whoosh frack in the inner wing. 324. 27, that is. Okay, regular. In the outer wing. Boo! 228 points. 
Pick a number once more. Oh, the bonus is a bit increased. Get a bonus of eight from body. Take aim. Whoosh, frack. Just outside the centre for 608. In the outer wing for 228. And in the inner wing for 263. Near the centre for 880. Is the knife dart just outside the center for 587? And here's the tenth and final dart. It's the bonus of 76, 46 from agility, 24 from luck, 6 from body, and pick now. Picky, picky, picky. Whoosh, frack, just outside the center for 720. And that's all the darts. Did not beat my previous score. Got to save my game so it's recorded. So, okay. That's that's all that I'm going to be doing the darts while on the while it's being recorded anyway. Yep, so hmm, next time. Next time, what shall we do? Hmm. Plenty of options to go. Maybe we'll just visit the Silver Shaft Tavern, which is near Twithick. Yeah, there's a couple. There'll be a couple of things to do there. Yeah, maybe that, because it turned out one of the things you do there unlocks unlocks some more content with the Silver Quest. Which is a lot of fun. So maybe that. Maybe something else. Uh, we'll, we'll see when we get there. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.